1: You are Locked On Irish, your daily podcast on the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Part of the Locked On
0: Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Today's episode is brought to you by BuiltBar. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off Your next order. Folks, you are listening to Locked on Irish, your daily Notre Dame athletics podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Today's episode, we're getting you prepped for Alabama week. We have a little bit of a shorter week as we are not going to put out a show on Friday as that is New Year's Day. So that Thursday episode is going to essentially be our our Friday Our Wednesday episode is going to be what our typical Thursday is. Regardless, today we are spending a lot of time talking about football. We're going to start today's show with an update on the latest Notre Dame NFL Draft prospects for the 2021 class. Filling you in on all of the names that you should know as basically this season is going to be done in two or three weeks, and we're going to start transitioning to talking about the NFL draft. So now it makes it a perfect time to discuss where some of these guys fit. Additionally, we are going to talk about Alabama Some of the big names to know offensively and defensively to fully prepare you for this weekend. Guys that can have big impacts in the game on that Alabama roster that you should be aware of. Before we get into that, folks, I am Joe DeLeon, joined by Ryan Roberts. I'm a former Division I long snapper from the University of Rhode Island, and Ryan is the Director of Scouting at NFL Draft Bible. Now getting into it, hitting on these NFL draft prospects for Notre Dame, Ryan, Who are some of these guys, and I want to start off by talking about who's the best of this class, because I think there's a little bit of polarity when it comes to actually talking about who the best player is, and it's not truly clear who it might be for some people, but as you, who is an NFL draft expert, who would you peg as the best guy in the class? Well, I feel like some
0: people are going to try to have a debate between Liam Eichenberg, the starting left tackle for Notre Dame, three-year starter, and then Jeremiah owusu the outstanding rover who's projecting probably more to a strong safety linebacker, maybe a weak side linebacker, sandbacker. Like, there's going to be differing opinions on what the best spot is for a guy like Jeremiah owusu and he is ultimately, for me, the top prospect for the 2021 NFL Draft for Notre Dame. Listed at about six foot one, six foot two, two hundred and twenty pounds. Plays that rover in the four two five base alignment for Notre Dame. And what he is, no matter how you want to pencil him down, no matter how you want to quantify him, he is a dynamic second-level defender who can do a lot of damage for you in multitude of roles. We've seen him blitz off the edge. We've seen him play traditional run fits as a weak side linebacker, as a Sam backer. We've also seen him. Man-to-man coverage on slot receivers. I feel like there's so much that you can do for a guy like Jeremiah Uh Similar to how I think a lot of people thought of Isaiah Simmons coming out of Clemson last year. I think they are similar mold of players. And I think that what he can do for a defense potentially at the next level has first-round caliber written all over it. There's going to be, again, a guy like a Liam Eichenberg who might have some, some fans that some people might value him in that first-round ro- ro- mold as well. But I think for me, when I look at the upside and what Jeremiah Wusu-Koromo can bring to an NFL defense, I think that he is he's a 1st round caliber player. He's a dynamic player on a defense that will immediately give your defense a whole lot more versatility and playmaking ability the minute that he steps onto an NFL field.
1: I think maybe 10 years ago, we wouldn't be talking about Jock as highly as we are. But the way that defenses are shifting towards and the way that they're starting to look for players. They want somebody that can stay on the field as much as possible. It's kind of funny. You can draw a parallel between the NFL and the NBA, how a lot of these players are shifting towards guys that are the same height, but have different styles of play, where they're all like 6'9", 6'10", and they all can do a lot of the same things. They can all shoot, they can all rebound pretty well. And it, it, the the reason why I'm drawing this parallel is that defenses want that same, guy, that same type of player that you can keep on the field and you don't have to keep subbing and rotating players. And I think Jock, now more than ever, is clearly that top guy because of He's a fantastic athlete, and he can just be used constantly. And I think a lot of teams are just going to eventually value that more than they would value a, a Liam Eikenberg compared to some of the other tackles in the class.
0: Right, right. And I mean, it's a moving chess piece, right? Like, that's kind of always the moniker. And it's even like goes to the Matt Rule style of thinking. Now, the head coach at the Carolina Panthers, who was down in Baylor and Temple before that positionless football. And I think that Jeremiah Wu Sukoramo really fits into that mold. Are you going to, like, he's one of those guys, like, oh, on a roster, he's listed as a safety or he's listed as a linebacker. Like, who cares? Because he's going to do so many different things that it doesn't matter what position he's written down as. He is literally a playmaker on your defense, and no matter what position you play him at, he can make the plays. And we always talk about sub-packages, right? Like pulling a linebacker out, putting a cornerback in the game as a nickel. For a guy like Jeremiah Wusakoramella, you give a team a lot more flexibility maybe play a little more base defense than you typically would because he can do so many different things and be used in so many different roles that it gives your team a whole lot more flexibility. Again, the minute he steps on the field, your team is a better football team.
1: Now shifting our focus to some of the lesser talked about guys, maybe someone who isn't as big of a name right now in the draft cycle that maybe could help themselves out or could turn into a really good pro player. I think a good example maybe from last year's class, Khalid Kareem started to pick up a little bit of steam as a mid-round guy. Who do you think is this year's version of that player? And It's kind of coincidental who you're going to bring up because they play very similar positions.
0: Yeah, um I th- I think that if if I had to, to pick one guy for the twenty twenty-one NFL draft that is definitely going to be in the cycle, it would be Adi Ogandiji, who is the defensive end, number ninety-one for Notre Dame. Everyone, I feel like, has talked about Dalen Hayes for some time now, and and rightfully so. Both guys are going to the senior bowl. Dalen Hayes is more of a versatile piece that can maybe play in a four-three or three four. Adi, on the other hand, I think he's a hand in the dirt four three defensive end a under-recruited player who has a lot of traits. And in NFL draft circles, you're going to hear the word traits thrown out a lot. So we're talking about length. We're talking about explosion. We're talking about bend. Adi has a lot of characteristics of a successful defensive end, a successful edge player on the next level. His thing was he was all tools and not much production early on coming out of high school and into his Notre Dame career because he just was not physically developed yet coming out. And he has really asserted himself, you know, because he's been in spurts the last couple of years where you saw some glimpses, some flashes. But this year, man, like, he's really started to put it all together. He's going to be down in Mobile. I think he has a decent amount of upside. Do I think he's going to be a, you know, a really high-volume sack guy at the next level? But I, th- no, I don't think that. But I think that he is a guy that can definitely find a niche at the next level as the team continues to develop him. So he would be my guy that's definitely going to be in 2021. Another guy, if I just throw one more guy out real quick, is Aaron mm. Banks, who I kind of talked about him a lot last week because I think he's a really underrated football player. And he's a fourth year junior. So in theory, he might be a very high candidate to come out. He has not declared that intention yet, but he is the starting left guard for Notre Dame, number 69, listed at six foot five, 330 plus pounds. Very, very athletic. Former left tackle cor- recruit who has a ton of power in his lower half. I think if he declares he's gonna be that guy that's drafted somewhere on day two where people just are like, huh, why have I not heard of Aaron Banks much, especially coming from a Notre Dame team but he's just kind of been overshadowed by some guys who have maybe played a little bit more football, played it more uh, more positions that garner that attention like a left tackle or a center potentially does you know him playing left guard. but I think he's the best offensive guard and maybe best interior player to come out of Notre Dame. Since Quentin Nelson, I think that highly of his game. So Aaron Banks, I think, definitely could be a guy that, if he declares that attention for 2021, is a guy that really starts gaining some momentum moving towards draft season because I think he's one of the most outstanding guards in all of college football.
1: It's interesting that you bring up Banks, and we're not entirely sure if he's actually going to declare or not, and if he's going to be a part of this year's draft class, considering where we were talking about the last time we brought him up, he might be one of those players that sticks around and and waits until next year to possibly improve the amount of money that he can make, especially considering how complicated this year's draft class is, but he's definitely talented, he's under-talked about, he is statistically and also analytically been one of the best offensive linemen and also interior offensive linemen uh, in college football this year regardless of what class he is. Now wrapping this up Ryan with a name that you think is going to have the biggest early impact and for anybody wondering well what's the difference between the, the best prospect and the best early impact some guys are a little bit more polished and maybe have a lower ceiling but are are coming in with a higher floor so they're ready to play right away they're probably going to step in and start right away and they're going to be a contributor for a team that needs them to play and step up to whatever level they need them to now the reason why we're probably not going to bring up jock here is that he might he's got a little time you know he's somebody that has room to grow into what his capabilities are so who who do you think that early impact is early impact guy is for this notre dame team
0: Right, and that's exactly why I didn't take Owusu-Koromoa is just because, like we've seen, Isaiah Simmons have some early season struggles. Kind of, you know, really uh, transitioning to the next level and to a different position than he played at Clemson. You know, there's there's a transitional period just from a position and from a schematic perspective for a guy like Owusu-Koromoa. So I think that the guy that has. The clearest projection for that high floor to start out his career and, and make an instant impact is Liam Eikenberg, the starting left tackle for Notre Dame. We talked about him a little bit in the opening. Some people have him in the first round conversation. I'm more a day two player. I don't. I don't think that he is the most outstanding athlete of all time. I don't think that he's going to test particularly well. I, I think that some people are going to just ask themselves like, what is the upside with a guy like Liam Eichenberg? But I think that the floor for him is to be a very solid starting offensive tackle next level. Is he going to be a left tackle? Is he going to be a right tackle? That remains to be seen. What I think he is, though, is I think he's a starting caliber player, particularly pretty early in his career. He could be a guy that slides in pretty immediately because he's been a guy that for three years has been a starter at Notre Dame, a, a program that has had a great tradition of producing top-notch offensive line talent at the next level. So I think Liam Eikenberg is has an easier transition than a guy like Owusu Koromoa to maybe make an instant impact on the next level.
1: Coming up we are going to discuss the big names you need to know on the Alabama Crimson Tide for Notre Dame's game this weekend uh, for the Rose Bowl. Before we get to that folks I want to talk to you about bet online. Are we ready for some football? College football is already in bowl season. We are getting close to the college football playoff and there are some Big matchups this weekend. The NFL and regular season is also getting really close to their playoffs, their playoff picture becoming even more clear. And there's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% off welcome bonus. Sorry, not 50% off. That's actually 50% extra money. So if you put down $100, you get another... uh, $50 $50 to then bet with. You get more money to bet with after you've signed up and used that code. Don't be like me, folks. Don't be the guy that gives your friends advice and not putting money down. Don't sit on the sidelines. If you have an itch that something is going to happen, go sign up for an account now on on uh, BetOnline using the code LOCKEDON. Don't sit on those sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code, like I said, LOCKEDON, to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit Bet online, your online sportsbook experts.
0: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate.
1: Betting on Notre Dame doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks and quick hitting advice to make the smartest possible wager. Subscribe to Locked on Bets, the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. So Ryan... We need to discuss and start to fill our listeners in on the most important game of the year for Notre Dame. This is essentially a winner-go-home situation. Not essentially, this is a winner-go-home situation. They need to play well against the number one team in the country so they can continue their hopes at possibly winning a national championship. And as you can expect, this Alabama team has a lot of star players, so we want to fill you in on the names that you need to be aware of. And the first one, talking about high-impact players, we have to mention the fact that their starting center landed Dickerson is out with a knee injury he is likely not going to be playing in this game you're not going to see him and they're going to have to rotate in a backup and very similar with Notre Dame they're currently dealing with this situation but they've got a lot less time to have somebody settled in and ready to go.
0: Yeah and the one thing that Alabama does have particularly over Notre Dame is they do have a backup center in Chris Owens who was actually the starter to begin the 2019 season but what they are missing here is in Landon Dickerson is similar to Notre Dame, right? When Notre Dame lost Jared Patterson to an injury, Landon Dickerson now out with a knee injury. has been a guy in draft circles that seems to be a pretty big riser. If you're talking to a Dane Brueger from the Athletic, Matt Miller, formerly of Bleacher Report, they have been on the the, uh, books to say that this guy might be a top 30 to top 40 player before the knee injury occurred. And he has been rock solid and steady, physical, He's aggressive. He's he has that mean streak to him in that run game that Alabama has been so well known for for the longest time. And, and with guys like Najee Harris and Brian Robinson now, that they've really been able to assert their will on opposing defenses. And a guy like Lander Dickerson out is a big deal for an Alabama, and it's it's a should be a big a big um, a big talking point heading into this game because you know when we remember Jared Patterson coming out, that was all we were talking about for the next week or two. And we saw the struggles even against Clemson in the rematch, you know, a couple of bad snaps by Josh Lugg and uh, just the ability to run the football effectively. I think that that is definitely a a uh, a point of emphasis to watch, especially early on the game with Chris Owens now moving in for Landon Dickerson. How much of a drop-off is it? Is it for Alabama offenses? Incredibly explosive, missing a player that many think now could be a first to second round option in 2021 before he was injured we'll see what that that future has in hold for him now but definitely in you know from a micro level very worrisome for Alabama heading into this big matchup against Notre Dame.
1: Yeah, it's extremely problematic when you lose your starting center and I think that's going to be an area of emphasis for Clark Lee to say all right, you know, teams have tried to attack whoever we had at center. We're going to do the same damn thing. We're going to put a lot of pressure through the A-gaps, we're going to force this guy to have his head on a swivel. We're going to ask him to make sure he knows what's going on and make him make mistakes when it comes to calling maybe some slide protection if they ask their centers to do that. But just in general, when you have a young guy in, the center position is typically a spot where they're responsible for understanding what's going on around them. They are considered to be the quarterback of the offensive line. And when you're losing a guy like that, that is going to automatically, no matter how talented the guy is, there are going to be some growing pains for the first part of the game. So you might as well attack that weakness while you have it. Hitting on guys that are playing, Najee Harris has to be brought up, arguably the best running back statistically this year, and also just in terms of talent in the country. Najee Harris has been fantastic this year. He is a big Bruising back a little bit of Derrick Henry in him, but not as big. Over six foot two, a heavy guy, has some pretty good speed behind him. He justifiably is a top prospect when it comes to talking about the running backs in the 2021 class. And he's a big reason why their offense moves, it's because they run the ball so, so well using him as the main uh, focal point for it.
0: And there's been a big debate in, in the draft world on whether who's the number one running back in the 2021 NFL draft. A lot of people have Travis Etienne, who we've seen now twice for Clemson, and a lot of other people have Najee Harris from Alabama. Like you said, he's a bigger back. He has the power that you would expect. He actually has some pretty nifty feet. He's not just a you know a power runner. He has some ability to to make cuts and get downhill in a hurry. And then when you couple that with his impact in the passing game, that's what makes him so difficult to defend, because he's not. He, a lot of people I've seen floating out a comparison to Matt Forte, who was a really damn good football player for a few years. And what made Forte very difficult to the, to defend was not only was he a really nice runner, he had great hands out of the backfield. And Najee Harris is a similar player structurally to that, and so he doesn't just affect the run game; he affects the pass game as well. So having a guy like Najee Harris is obviously a big bump. For for um Alabama, he you know has over twenty touchdowns on the season. He, he over twelve hundred yards. He's been a very um, dominating piece for this Alabama offense for a team that hey you know guys like Jalen Waddle and Devonta Smith and John Mechie, all these guys you know in the passing game that are so explosive and so talented. The uh, the the offense really runs through a guy like Najee Harris. You know, both in the run and pass game, he's the guy that's the high volume getter. He's going to touch the ball more than anybody on the on the offense outside of the quarterback. And he is the guy that I think is going to be a huge point of emphasis for Notre Dame. Similarly to how they faced Travis Etienne, you're going to have to try to to negate or at least you know relinquish some of the impact that Najee Harris can have.
1: And speaking on if you can actually slow down Najee Harris, which Notre Dame has had success. The one game where they got away from being able to slow down star running backs was the ACC championship game. If they get back to what they do really, really well, and they can get that out of their system, you still have to worry about the options that they have at receiver, particularly Heisman candidate Devonta smith it doesn't happen often that a receiver is a candidate for the Heisman, so for Devonta Smith to be in that conversation is pretty indicative of how talented he is. Now, Smith is an interesting player because he's not very big. He's six foot one. he's barely 180 pounds, he's not that fast, he's not a 4'4 guy, but he's just a really, really good route runner And right now, we've seen Notre Dame struggle against good receivers, particularly faster guys. So maybe they'll have a little bit of an easier time trying to slow down Harris than some of these other teams. Or sorry, uh, uh, Smith than some of these other teams. But he is going to be a handful to deal with because of how good of a receiver he is.
0: He's probably – he has to be the favorite for the Heisman Trophy as it stands. You know, over 1,500 yards this season. As soon as Jalen Waddell went out – you know, obviously Smith and Waddle were a great pairing, but you knew that the emphasis would be on Smith to carry the torch a little bit with young guys like John Mechie and Slade Bolton kind of filling in for th- for the depth for Alabama's receiving quarter, which is obviously extremely talented. But Devonta Smith carried this offense and carried this passing offense for the majority of the season. He's an excellent wide receiver who's going to be. An- I have an opportunity to hear his name probably called in the first round of the twenty twenty one NFL Draft. Another very talented player, and, and why it is such a significant player to keep an eye on is if there is a struggling part of Notre Dame's defense, an inconsistent part of the defense, it's the cornerback position. Nick McLeod's had a pretty solid um, season transferring over from NC State as a grad transfer. He's done some nice things. Outside of that, Clarence Lewis and, and the rest of the crew, the secondary options at corner, Tariq Bracey. It's been some very hit or miss moments, uh, mostly missed, to be honest. So, Devontae Smith is going to have some opportunities in this football game to face against, you know, some average to below average cornerback play potentially if he's not facing against Nick McLeod. So, it's definitely a guy to keep an eye on. Uh, Devontae Smith has been torching defenses for a long time. He's the all time leading receiver in both receiving yards and touchdowns for Alabama. So, obviously, he's had a historic career and he is going to, again, be one of their playmakers that you're going to have to keep a close eye on.
1: In a few minutes, we will share our defensive game changers for Alabama that you should be aware of before we get to that. Ryan, why don't you talk to our listeners about our favorite bar out there on the market?
0: Yeah, the best protein bar that I've ever had personally. I, I think back to listening to draft dudes and locked on NFL draft, you know, months and months before we even got this opportunity. They were talking up Built Bar so much that I had to go out and buy my own personal box, and I have been hooked ever since. It's now even more delicious than it was before also. comes in 18 amazing flavors, which include both nut and non-nut flavors. The six new flavors that you might not be aware of, Caramel Brownie, Cookies and Cream, Cherry barcia, Lemon Almond Cheesecake, Carrot Cake, Apple Almond Crisp. They have a flavor literally for any palate out there, any flavor profile you love. And also the, of course, the traditionalist Emmy loves the 12 original flavors, including coconut almonds, raspberry, German chocolate cake, peanut butter, banana bread, mint brownie, salted caramel, many others, but absolutely the best protein bar I've ever had. And I will, I will just beat this one to death. Peanut butter brownie. I would definitely recommend you grabbing one of these bars. All of the bars, no matter what your flavor profile is, are covered in a hundred percent real chocolate. They are soft and easy to chew. Built Bar is great for the health conscious guy on the go. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in one of these delicious treats. The bars are low calorie, low sugar, but high protein, high fiber, and they're also great for the keto diet. Some of the pro some of the bars that I mentioned before, like peanut butter, for instance, has 19 grams of protein, but only 180 calories. Only 5 grams of sugar, only 5 gram net carbs. They are great for you while also be, being very good for you. Coconut almonds, cherry barcia, cookies and cream, all similar nutritional facts which make them a delicious treat while also making you get the gains that you're looking for this season. Built Bar has also reset the promo code for this relaunch. So, now with limited time purchase, you can get a free cooler while supplies last. So, take advantage of that offer, especially around the holidays. You can go to builtbar.com, use promo code LOCKED ON. That's all capital locked on. You'll get 20% off of your next order. Use promo code LOCKED ON for 20% off at builtbar.com.
1: The NCAA
0: tournament is almost here. And listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked
1: On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Folks, make sure you go and hit that subscribe button just to stay up to date on every single one of our shows This upcoming week, we've got four fantastic shows coming out for you this week, especially at the end of the week on Thursday. We will be doing a crossover episode as we've been doing so far with all of the weekly football opponents. This crossover is going to be coming from the Locked On Bama guys, so stay tuned for that. That is going to be a fantastic show. Now wrapping up a discussion on the top game changers in our opinion on the defensive side of the ball. There are two players in particular that you need to be aware of, and these guys are fantastic athletes. They are going to be relatively highly drafted players in the day two range. Patrick Sertain you have to bring up first, and we've seen teams have good corners and slow down some of the number one options and be able to play really good coverage, but Patrick Sertain – Is good enough to take away whoever he's guarding. I I don't think, not too crazy to say, but I don't think the Notre Dame receivers are really that dynamic enough to outplay a guy like Patrick Sertain. They might get some some good chunk yardage, some good plays, but Sertain's a pretty good college corner.
0: Oh, absolutely. And and again, from an NFL draft perspective, Patrick Sertain Jr., who you know, if if you watch Miami football and he played with the Kansas City Chiefs as well, his father was an excellent football player and. He is the same. Junior is absolutely the same for Alabama's defense. Number two on that defense, if you have your eyes open for him, NFL draft perspective, he's probably the favorite to be the first cornerback off the board. Very talented football player, long, athletic. He is a matchup nightmare against some of our wide receivers because we know stylistically what type of players we have. We have a guy like Javon McKinley, a guy like Ben Skoranek, who are big physical wide receivers having a big physical cornerback to counteract that size profile is a little worrisome for Notre Dame fans. And it is something where it's going to be highlighted a lot. And Patrick Sertan is is an excellent football player and he's very scheme diverse. He can do a lot of different things, but I think that the the matchup of of our bigger wide receivers against a bigger corner like like Sertan goes into um, Alabama's favor a little bit because I think Sertan – If we're getting into these one-on-one matchups where we have to win outside a bunch against them, I think it's going to be a particularly long day for Notre Dame.
1: And then talking on the interior, Christian Baromar has been a fantastic defensive tackle for Alabama. And as we've noted over the past few weeks – the Notre Dame interior hasn't been as good as they were previously during the year. Understandably, they've been dealing with some injuries, some swapping guys in and out. So a guy like Christian Barmore might be somebody who's licking his chops right now with Notre Dame struggling to solidify that center spot and then also have some continuity, again, in that interior. Barmore, again, fantastic athlete, great defensive tackle, and he's going to be stepping up for um, you know somebody on the defensive line that could have a big game.
0: Yeah. Oh, and he, he, you know, with what Notre Dame is, how they're constructed right now, with Jared Patterson out, it's it's going to be a high a high talking point in this game because Barmore. I mean, that defensive line in general is very talented. Like, let's not get that twisted, but we know. I mean, if you listen to the Believe in NFL Draft Prospect podcast that like me and Joe do together, you'll know. Going back to the summer, I was a big Barmore guy, and he had kind of a slow start to the year because he was dealing with an injury. He wasn't really in playing shape but he has really gotten off to a great little um, stretch of games here over 6 sacks this year playing that interior at about 6 foot 5 320 plus pounds really talented football player we're going to see him matched up against guys like Tommy Kramer Aaron Banks but more importantly Zeke Corral, or Josh Lug, whoever is playing center at the time for Notre Dame, that is going to be a huge talking point and a huge point of emphasis because Barmore has been a game record the last couple weeks. That interior rush that he gets for a guy his size is very uncommon, and now he's facing off against a center in Notre Dame, whether, again, it is Corral or Lug, are inexperienced in the position. So that's going to be a definitely a matchup to keep an eye on because it, be, it could be a huge determiner, for how successful Notre Dame is, not only to run the football, but to eliminate interior pressure on Ian Bulk, who is a shorter quarterback who would much rather deal with outside pressure than immediate pressure up the middle.
1: Well, folks, hopefully this episode was the perfect primer for the beginning of the week. We are going to continue to have some good conversations surrounding football and also just preparing you for this Rose Bowl matchup as it is the most important game of Notre Dame's season right now A shot to stay alive, a shot to continue their season, and a shot at a national championship if they can come to play against an Alabama team that everybody is counting them out on. Please make sure you go and hit that subscribe button just so you can stay up to date on all of the shows that are coming out this week. We are going to, as I said, be doing a crossover show With the Locked On Bama guys, we also do a full breakdown and preview as we typically do each week. That is going to be coming out on Wednesday. Follow us on Twitter at Joe DeLeon, at Locked On Irish, and at Rise and Draft to stay up to date on all of our content. And additionally, if you're looking for something else to tune into, go to Locked On Bets to get yourself ready for the weekend of betting that is coming up. We'll talk to you tomorrow, folks. Enjoy the rest of your day.